right. So you just want to get focused real quick. Three, two, one. Action. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome to the weekday. I'm Andy, and it's so glad to be here. This is a Wait. video podcast that uh, you're probably not understanding what's happening. Let me show you the other side of this monitor. <laughs> Would you like to introduce yourselves? I might. You wanna? <laughs> and who's that other handsome devil over there? I'm Andy. Oh. <laughs> well. No, I'm Rod, and I like to party. <laughs> I'm, no, I'm I Justin. Like, I like to party. Ooh, Mike's the party guy, right? What are we? Oh, it's from Hot Rod. You ever seen Hot Rod? I've never seen Hot Rod. (laughs) Justin, you're the video guy. You need to watch movies. This is why I'm over there behind the video guys watch (laughs) movies. Okay, so we gotta be on the same plane. No, video guys make movies. Okay, so for those that are not, for those of you that are listening to this on either Spotify or Apple Podcasts or anywhere you can get your fine audio podcasts, what has happened is we've had a classic. Don't do that. No, watch it on YouTube. Well, yeah, if, I mean, if you're watching on YouTube or on Facebook or wherever you're watching this <laughs> yeah, and you're both. smashing thumbs yeah, up and the all. subscribe button and all those things below because we love you and we thank you for sharing all this. What has happened is a classic Freaky Friday thing wherein, although it's 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 less freaky because I am inhabiting Justin's role and Justin is inhabiting my role right now as a co-host of the weekday. What do I, what about me? What do I do? You're just, you like to party. We've already established this. Uh, uh, no, what, the reason, the reason we wanted to have Justin in, um, in the co-pilot, is it, is it dual co-pilot chairs? Is that what you guys are sitting in right now? I think yes. sure. that yeah. feels great. That feels I think, great. I like I feel, that. It doesn't take yeah. two people to fly feels equal. an F-14 Tomcat, but it takes two people <laughs> to sit in the F-14 Tomcat. So sure. which mm. one to use Maverick? I mean, I'll be goose. Goose dies. Well, for, for, for a purpose. You know, <laughs> what was the purpose that Goose died Dramatic for? Dramatic tension, Andy. Mm. It's important. Yeah, Ma- Maverick had to change somehow. You know, that's <laughs> true. He and, his, he and his jean shorts weren't changing by no. himself. <laughs> no, Justin and I. After this, we're gonna go get oiled up and play some volleyball. Though <laughs> Jesus, I don't get you any should, of these references. You should, oh my gosh, you've not seen Top Gun. You've not seen <laughs> Justin. What the heck, Justin? <laughs> so I almost have. Does that count? <laughs> what do you mean? Almost? We're describing there, it to you in perfect detail. There, there was a time when I was looking on, I think it was like Amazon Prime, and I I saw, it was either that or Hulu, and I saw that it was on there. Yeah. And so I'm like, oh, wait, you know, that's a movie that is, you know, it's like a classic. I should probably watch that. And then I almost did. Scene one. <laughs> what, yes. An F-14 Tomcat rises out of the sun, out of the clouds. It goes cruising through the air and it buzzes the tower yeah. on uh, a, like a military air installation base on an aircraft yeah. carrier. The uh, 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 admiral shakes his fist and says, Maverick! Yeah. Scene one. End. Yeah. Ooh. So I can skip gonna, the first we'll, scene? Then? We will storyboard the whole movie for you right now. Welcome to the weekday where we storyboard <laughs> movies Justin hasn't seen yet. I so, mean, that's a long list. So the reason... Passion <laughs> of the Christ? Have you seen no, Passion of Christ? I haven't. You've I never mean, seen Passion so of Christ? That's, that's <laughs> because there's a reason for that. All right? Okay, which is I what? Saw, I saw a clip of it. Okay. I mean... How old were you when it came out? You were probably, what, like seven when it came out? When did it come out? 2004. Yeah, I was I was 11. 11? I okay. was 11, yeah. Right. But Hold on, I Justin, saw a have, clip. Have you read the book? 
<laughs> is that what you said? The book is. Oh, okay, I was thinking it. Okay. The so book don't is. Tell me how it ends. Don't tell me how it ends. The book is much better. <laughs> it, it ends with a guy on a white horse and a sword. It's pretty awesome. Oh wow! <laughs> that's part two. That was a Bible reference, by yeah, the way. Keep going, Justin. Anyways, um, you saw you saw a movie clip. Yeah, I saw a movie clip. Um, and it was, you know, just like the heat of it, you know, everything, <laughs> you know, the, the I don't want to, I don't want to spoil it for anybody <laughs> who hasn't seen it, but, um, yeah, it was, it was pretty gruesome. I feel like I can imagine that in my mind, but like, I, I mean, know, it definitely they, it, seems like they did a good job on that. They, uh, they made it pretty hard to watch. That's for yeah. Sure. Yeah. So Justin, real quick, we've got a couple of seconds left. Speaking of passion of the Christ, tell us about your wisdom teeth. <laughs> oh, speaking of excruciating. Yes. Well, I don't have those anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Justin is a those couple ounces lighter. A <laughs> little bit. Yeah, yeah. Like two, two ounces. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Can't you but, tell? Um, yeah. Does it show on the, on the screen? Well, I mean, yeah. he's still a little swollen. Well, you know, you know, the cameras add about two ounces. That's, that's so true. That's what they yeah. say. But so. now it's just added into like, yeah. I mean, they took it out of my face, but I feel like it's added back with just like the swollen. <laughs> Justin, I don't think us or the rest of the world will ever know the pain and agony that happened in your jaws over this weekend. Mm. And I, for one, need to compliment you on the fact that you sent the picture, I think to, or I think it was a video or a picture or something that you sent to David Alonzo <laughs> that I saw at Church in the Park on Saturday and you look like David oh, after dentist. It gets worse. There's a video that I haven't sent. Oh, <laughs> well, well now. Well, and we're going to play that for you now. <laughs> well, well, do it again. Do it again. Three, that. two. I'm still editing this. So. <laughs> do it again. Three, two, yeah. one. We'll be right back with you after this break. <laughs> cool. Well, it wasn't that wacky watching Justin stumble all over himself, folks. Man, I'm glad. We're so glad we're here. <laughs> no. No, we're going to take a quick break uh, and we will be right back with the topic du jour. Thank you so much for joining us here at Bay Hope TV, whether you're watching us on YouTube or on Facebook, or whether you're listening to us on any one of our podcast providers. And if you're interested in getting connected more with Bay Hope Church, you can head over to bayhope.com at any point or look us up on our socials at Bay Hope Church. We would love to get the chance to talk with you, meet with you, connect with you, and engage with you. Are we back? Are we back? In. Yes, we're back. <laughs> oh, welcome back. Um, so again, at the end of a classic Freaky Friday episode, everybody learns something. Uh, everybody knows themselves a little bit better. And, the and moral so of the story is we learned something. Right. And learned so I don't know what they learned other than you Justin. Looks, it in your heart. Justin looks lighter than he did before. There he is. There's that. There's that smile we're all waiting for. And he's a better host than I will ever be. Would you concur? Mm, I don't know about that. I would. I'm not uh, the host. This is me fishing for compliments. In the <laughs> comments below, vote for me. <laughs> five five two two two. If you think Andy is a good host, vote below. <laughs> you can subscribe. If you think Justin's a good host, you can like. Yeah, you can Ooh. like. Oh, yeah. let's see. No, which we'll one go we by. Do. We'll go by. If you think, if you think it's me. You know, just add a add a view to the view count of the video. Oh, okay. Otherwise, subscribe. If Otherwise, you think subscribe. It's I like, I like so, this. It's good. We're being at all. We're pandering. We're we're pandering is what it's called. Isn't that what? It's <laughs> what YouTube is. That's, uh, yeah, that's what. It's like people have to like you, to be successful on YouTube. You have to pander. You have to be okay. Every video has to be at least ten minutes. Uh, yeah, has to, yeah. There's. It's such a, For, what a weird. Mm. You know, the best thing that's ever happened on the internet though is the Tell people me. that go into the comments that go. 
TLDW, so too long, didn't watch, yeah. and mm. then give you like the yeah. point of the whole thing, and then everybody else likes it, so uh, it's the top, it's the top <laughs> comment. And it's like 30 seconds of like, oh, to fix your computer, all you needed to do was hit this button. Yeah. That's it. Great. Cool. Well, I feel like I've gotten used to like when I see a video that's 10 minutes and one second, or eight minutes, one second, because I guess it's eight minutes now. Yep, I just don't watch minutes. it. Yep. I just don't or <laughs> skip to the video. Very I know end. there's a lot of filler. Because a lot of because now to get any of you, this is you, this is a lot of how the sausage is made here, but to get any sort of traction with any video, you now have to put chapter markers. Yeah. So mm. you'll go to the last chapter marker, which is always like final thoughts yeah. or conclusion or mm. in summary. Going there. Yeah. So yeah. That's, that's my first that's my I'm gonna Tarantino this video. Yep. Start at the <laughs> it's end. gonna start with a conclusion. <laughs> it's gonna end with if a, I find it interesting, I might go back. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Anyway, uh, we're not gonna Tarantino this Pulp podcast fiction. today. Top five? Justin, have you ever seen Pulp Fiction? Oh. No. Oh. No. Have you seen any Tarantino movie? Kill um, Bill? Yes. I saw Django. Okay. Wow, yeah. you went hardcore for the first one. <laughs> Goodness gracious. That's, a, that's strong that is, out of the gate. Yeah. It's a, it's a bitter drink. Yeah. <laughs> that's a bitter pill to swallow. I mean, I think that's the only one I saw. Okay, you're... That's okay. Oh, that's yeah. a good one. All right. It's fine. All right, All right let's talk about what we're actually talking about. So, we've been in this book called... Live no lies. Live no lies. Live no <laughs> lies. Actually, I had a meeting with uh, a gentleman named Steve today, who is one of our Steph. valued Steph. I love you, Steph. Uh, he is a valued online campus member and awesome dude around the church. And he actually listens to the podcast. Hello, Steve. Thanks Hello, uh, Steve. for watching. Uh, and he picked up this book, Live No Lies, by Mr. John Mark Comer, because we were talking about it on the oh, podcast. Yeah. So I think we need to do some affiliate marketing. Uh, I, yeah, uh, I absolutely. To get so. all of that affiliate money. Yeah. So today, uh, this book is broken up into three parts, as we talked about last week. Okay. Um, and it really has kind of an introduction. And then he... Beginning, middle, and end. Three parts. It's a, yeah, it's a five-paragraph essay with a three, <laughs> I'm on the air. Um, and basically, he talks about the idea that there's a spiritual warfare going on in the world because the enemy, the devil, has been lying he's the father of lies and all this and he's been lying to the world and kind of attacking certain things and yada 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 and so there's this sort of progression what's the progression i have to find it it's something disordered something it's, something uh, oh, there deceitful it is. Lies. deceptive ideas yeah. mm -hmm. that play to disordered desires that are normalized Normalize. in a sinful uh, yeah. sinful mm -hmm. society so last week and you can catch i'll put a i'll put a little card right here uh if you're watching on youtube um you can thanks right there that's what it's gonna go <laughs> it's there. fully work good fully work mike um we talked about the deceptive ideas of the devil and how he is the father of lies and how he um, he doesn't fight this spiritual warfare in this world trying to take away Christians and all this other stuff with napalm and guns and M16s and stuff. What he fights with is lies. Yeah. And they are, lies are more insidious and they're worse than outright physical combat. Right. So we're, we got done talking about the deceptive ideas. Now today we want to talk about the deceptive ideas playing to disordered desires, desires which yes. is the flesh yes. and flesh as we've talked about is kind of a weird word um but in the new testament it's called sarx sarx is kind sarx. of the greek the, the greek <laughs> it's, it's back here Ooh, it's, <laughs> it's, it's back it's way back there you know what's funny is i didn't realize that some translations translate flesh into sinful desires yes um 
But that's you're stealing, not like you're stealing my thunder here. But yeah, oh, you're I'm right. Sorry, no, I'm no, sorry. You're, that's fine. I just want to talk. No, keep going. You just you do a lot of talking, and I felt I'm like gonna I throw need, it to you. In I a feel second. like I need to jump in. No, right. Okay, keep going. <laughs> uh, anyway, a lot of translations. Sucks. It is Thanks, Mike. Um, and so today we wanted to kick about, but but that's not like an accurate description of it. Because like mm. it, that's too negative. Like sometimes, yes. yes, it's talking when it in the Bible the the sarks word is used. Sometimes it is yes talking about maybe like the negative side of our flesh, but in general, like the flesh is us, right? And that's not always like it's not a bad thing. Yeah. So it's here, flesh is a synonym to body. Yeah. We still use this word in a way when we when we do our expression flesh and blood, and when it's used in the plural, just as it is in First Peter First Peter one, it just means humanity. Mm-hmm. The yeah. word people is actual something in Greek that I don't know how to read Greek. He does. I don't. Uh, older translations have it as all flesh is grass. Mm-hmm. All people are like grass of the field, and their glory is like that. So in this sense, your flesh isn't a bad thing at all, much less an enemy. It's just a word for your physicality yeah. in all its fleeting mortal mortality. That's what I said. Yeah. yeah, he said um, it better, but yeah, not yeah, you. John no, Mark John Mark Comer, Comer yeah. said it better. So today we wanted to talk about the disordered desires of mm-hmm. the world because let's face it, there are a lot of disordered desires, especially when viewed through the lens of the Bible. Yeah, and we kind of wanted to have a conversation about that right now. And so, Mike, I'm going to kick it to you. Kick it uh, right now. You're allowed to talk now. Oh um, gosh. Yeah. So. When we were in the car on the way back from tacos, you brought up two main points yeah. that you wanted to land on. And the first one being the popular saying that is, uh, the heart wants what it wants. Yeah. And why is that such an issue? Well, okay. So there's two phrases that I think that have sort of like infiltrated our culture and we now celebrate them as like a reason for doing something. And remember to frame this whole conversation, we're talking about disordered desires. Yeah. It's not necessarily like the heart and love and all that, but the actual idea of disordered desires. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, because desires <clears throat> in and of itself is not a bad thing. Nope. You know, when I'm hungry, my body desires to eat because I need to stay alive. Right. You know, in the Augustinian <clears throat> view, the problem of the human condition isn't that we don't love or isn't that we don't have desires. Yeah. It's that we love either the wrong thing or the right things, but in the wrong order. Right. Okay. Keep going. Um, and so the phrase the heart wants what it wants, I didn't know this, actually comes from an interview with Woody Allen, hmm. who has, who was accused or slash like, I don't, I didn't know that much about Woody Allen. I didn't, going I into didn't know this, this whole book. story. Uh, yeah, I didn't know this. I mean, I kind of heard some stuff about Woody Allen or whatever, kind of a creepy dude or whatever. Um, but what ended up happening is this, Walter Isaacson is the interviewer. Mm-hmm. And he kept pushing Woody Allen on this relationship that he had had. Okay, so I'm going to try and... Woody Allen was married to Mia Farrow, Mm -hmm. who had adopted children. um, And she brought that into the marriage. Then they adopted children um, within their own marriage as well. So he had stepchildren and also uh, children of their own all adopted. Right. Uh, But one of Mia Farrow's original adopted children were from South Korea or Vietnam. I can't remember. Um, and so Woody Allen ended up was like, it basically came out that he was in a relationship with his step adopted daughter, um, who was much younger than he was. Obviously Allen Allen was 56. Soon Yi was 21. Right. Um, and so obviously that's, there's an issue with that. Um, The the best way uh, he puts it is, and to clarify, Allen had been dating her mom for years 
and was her functional stepdad. Right. So like, obviously that's some, that is some disordered, uh, some dysfunction, I guess. Yes. Um, so Walter Isaacson kept pushing Woody Allen, like what, why are you doing this? How could you do this? Um, why is this, why is this happening kind of thing? And by the end of the interview, basically it got down to, and Woody Allen made no, um, like he made no, um, 180 on this. Like he was, he kept leaning into it. Like why, what's wrong with this? What's wrong with this? But there's nothing wrong with this. And then he ended it by saying the heart wants what it wants. Mm. Uh, and so, you know, now we use that phrase in our culture, like we deserve whatever because the heart wants what it wants but like the 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 origination of that is actually like a really terrible thing yeah (laughs) um okay so secondly there's another phrase that we use and and a lot of it is like the um just do it or um you know uh the the phrase is uh be true to thine own self yes or into thy own self be true yes I didn't realize that this phrase actually came from Shakespeare. And so as I'm reading this, I was like, oh, Shakespeare, I guess that, that kind of makes sense. But then he continues to go on and say, the person who said it in Shakespeare was like the fool of this play. It was the court jester. Yeah. Yeah. And so he was basically saying it. So we, well, how we use it is like, yeah, I'm going to do what I want to do. You know, and that's the most, that's, that's the, when I, I have the most freedom when I can do whatever it is I want to do. Yeah, his name's Polonius, yeah, the po- fool. It's the fool who encourages us to live by the slogan, be true to yourself. And yet we mouth his mantra like it's gospel. We just assume that the way to a happy, flourishing life is to follow our hearts, which we often misunderstand to be any authentic desire. Right. Well, and then, and then he goes on to say like, okay, so you're telling me to follow my heart, but like what heart? Like you're telling me to follow my desires, but which desires, mm. you know, like we are complex beings um, full of like brokenness and like for us to just follow our own desires doesn't really mean anything because like we are, we constantly have desires. And so he talks about, um, you know, how, when he goes into, um, when he goes through the, the checkout line at the supermarket and, you know, on one side he sees, you know, this magazine of, uh, you know, here's this new pie you can make that's like wonderful or whatever. But then on the other side, you know, it's all these, um, you know, beautiful, like supermodel type people, actors, whatever. And so like you, that is, and that's basically our life is like, we're trying to walk down the center of part, part of our desires is saying like, man, I really want this cake, but I also really want to look like this person. And like, they are incongruent. (laughs) They don't like for, you know, and uh, yes, all these, these celebrities are all airbrushed to like perfection. And, you know, it's just like, which desire am I supposed to follow here? Am I supposed to follow the ab routine of Ryan Gosling or yep. am I supposed to follow and eat this Lean cake? Hemsworth, of course. Well, <laughs> um, it's funny. So you're talking about that. And I just was looking at a quote, quote, this is guy, Jonathan Grant, who wrote a book called divine sex, um, which isn't what you think it is. It's not like anything weird. It's actually, <laughs> it's talking about the disordered desire of sex that was written in 2015. Mm. And, and he talks about modern authenticity, encouraging us to uh, live by our own beliefs and morality. The authentic self believes that personal meaning must be found within ourselves or must resonate with our one of a kind personality. So, you know, happiness is all about feeling good. It's not about being good. You know, it's all about like the thing, the happiness, pushing the happiness dopamine button in our, in our head. Yeah. So that was written in 2015, but there was a book. And I, so I typed that into Amazon Because I I just, I've never heard of the book and I was like, oh, that that sounds interesting. 
And then there was actually a book written by Philo Thelos, um, who is, okay, so the book is called Divine Sex, Liberating Sex from Religious Tradition. So you want to talk about, yeah, you want to talk about the way that the, the devil has just kind of wormed its way into sure. modern consciousness. There yeah. it is right there. Right. So you have the same title for two vastly different books. Right. And I find that fascinating because we get to, uh, really the, the crux of all of what you're talking about is the devil has lied to us yeah. for eons. Right. And it has become, and we talked about this last week, authenticity is now the new law of the land. It's the new God. That, well, authenticity is a new God. Yeah. And it's self, it says, right, you know, self is the new God. Yeah. Self, the spiritual authority that we live under is food for the stomach, stomach for the food, as yep. it says in first Corinthians, like that, you know, Paul talks about that in first Corinthians says, look, everything's permissible, but not everything's beneficial. Everything's right. permissible for me, but I will not be mastered by anything. So we have freedom in Christ, but just because we have freedom doesn't we mean we need to leave by self. And then the, the old adage food for the stomach and stomach for the food. So I, do, you, do you know where that saying comes from? I mean, I know it's like an ancient Greek. So saying, what would right? happen was, um, this is a complete I mean, Paul, aside. Paul talked about it, right? <clears throat> he talks about it, yeah. but where it actually came from. So I heard somebody preaching about this one. I think Rob Bell was talking about it. He said, what would happen was Roman soldiers and Greek soldiers and any soldier would go on the battlefield and then they wouldn't see a woman for a while. Yeah. And so they'd take, they'd liberate a town and they'd go to a, a prostitute, a brothel. Right. Mm -hmm. And as they would be walking into these houses of prostitution of brothelness, they'd be grumbling food for the stomach, stomach for the food, meaning yeah. that woman is not a woman. I'm right. depersonalizing what's going to happen in that room yeah. from the person that it is. So this is way before the me too movement. This is way before everything, but like, think yeah. about that. And that's what Paul is reacting to. It's just dehumanizing. He is, he's, re, he's reacting to the fact that yes, your body is yours. Yeah. God, God literally lives inside of you and all these other things, but he, he even follows it up food for the stomach and stomach for the food, but God will destroy them both. The body is not meant for sexual immorality, but for the Lord yeah. and the Lord for the body, thereby, thereby refuting all of the lies and deceitfulness happening right there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it's heavy. I, I mean, well, and, that, and you know, he goes on to say like our strongest desires. So, and obviously, I mean, we live in a hyper-sexualized culture. I mean, and, and uh, obviously, I mean, like uh, our, um, like sensory experiences are so heightened mm. nowadays, you know, like watching TV and like, it's just constantly, I mean, we, we are programmed to be distracted and like, I've heard like a lot of people, you know, bashing our, which is accurate, you know, and probably very, um, credible, like bashing how much we use our phones. Mm. And I, I'm sure we use them a lot, but like this thing is made to distract us. This thing is made to engage us. It's made to like shift everything. Um, but basically he's, he's saying, and like that, that I, with the dopamine rush that you kind of, you kind of allude to earlier, like. Those are not, those still are not our strongest desires. They might feel strong, but like our strongest desire is to be known. Mm -hmm. um, our strongest mm -hmm. desire is to be loved. Our mm -hmm. strongest desire um, is to be like secure and all that kind of stuff. And we, we tend to, again, the disorder, we disorder that desire for something that's a bit more shallower mm. um, or a bit shallower. Excuse me. You're getting a call from a spam. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, real quick, I want to, I want to bring up um, like a real life example of this sure. that just happened. And Hold so on. can I, can I, I want to camp on one thing okay, real yeah, quick uh, and then I want to get to that because you hit on where I want to turn this yeah. conversation where I think it can. 
our strongest desires are not actually our deepest desires. Yeah. And so there are a few ways that we can turn that. I want to get to this example, but yeah. I think there's a practical couple of steps that we can take here, but go ahead first. I want to, I want to hear this. Okay. Uh, I was just, I was on Twitter and I saw somebody, I guess Adele did some sort of Adele. I, Adele. Adele. Uh, she did, you know, like an interview with Oprah and then yeah. did like a live concert or whatever. Um, mind you, this is nothing against Adele, but this is just, excuse me, Adele. Uh, this, but this is sort of indicative of the time and age we live in. And this is just one tiny example, a slice and sliver. Uh, this tweet just said last night, I watched Adele being interviewed by Oprah and saying she divorced her husband, not because she didn't love him anymore, but because she wasn't in love with him anymore. Hmm. Oprah said what a great message it was to women out there who also aren't a hundred percent happily married. This goes on, this person, Rebecca McLaughlin, she goes on to say, there's so much evidence to show that this is in fact a terrible message. Marriage is not about locking into a state of being perpetually in love with one spouse. Marriage is about locking into a commitment to love someone precisely when you're not feeling all the feels. Leaving a stable, loving, only okay marriage is not a recipe for happiness. The evidence suggests quite the reverse. And there's also a lot of evidence to suggest that unhappily married people who stick it with it have a good chance of being happy five years later. But Adele's desire for something truly passionate and all-consuming is not wrong. She's just looking for it in the wrong place. Her real desire isn't for a better, merely human husband. Her desire is for Jesus and only he can satisfy it. Mm. So obviously, this is not speaking to people who are in abusive relationships or... Um, you know, like there are a lot of things that can go wrong in marriages that, um, like people need help with. And like, that's not what I'm speaking to. Um, what I'm speaking to is, uh, or, and what I think this tweet is speaking to, cause she goes on to talk more and more about how she kind of qualifies her remarks a little bit to sort of say the same sort of thing. But basically underneath this like cultural milieu of like, you got to do what makes you happy, like is it is covered up the desire to actually be known by a God that loves us. Um, and that's where like, we can truly only be satisfied. Mm. Um, and then the, the relationships we have and specifically marriage, you know, is meant to reflect how God loves his people yep. and how his people is, are supposed to love God, how each one is supposed to submit to the other, which means God submits to us just as much as we submit to him. It is this beautiful um, like give and take generous love because love is meant to be poured out. Love, like as soon as we feel love, as soon as we truly understand love, the the only response we have is to give it away. Hmm. Um, and those are the deepest desires, not the other things, not the, you, you're not going to be happy from binging Netflix. You're not going to be happy um, by watching porn. You're not, like that does not make you happy. Right. Um, because those are, shallow things right well it makes you disordered have, desires exactly yeah. and it, it, it again that's the the dopamine button i think about the way they train this is gonna sound stupid the way they train bears in the circus is bears learn how to walk up and hit a button and every time they hit that button a treat pops out yeah and so they're present it's the same way you train dogs and everything um right. for them that treat is a dopamine reward yeah. and so every time you pick up your phone and scroll, doom scroll, whatever. That's a small version of hitting the dopamine button. Right. Just kind of pushing that desire down for just a minute. It just gets us hooked though. But it does. Yeah. And, but then, then that writ large is, well, I'm not in love with my spouse anymore. Mm -hmm. um, oh yeah. It opens because, that, it cracks open that door ever yep. so slightly. And, that, and, it, and I'm not saying your phones are evil because I am a digital pastor. Like, I, <laughs> and, I, and I mean that in all seriousness, like mm -hmm. it's a tool for, 
destruction, but it's also a tool for good. Yeah, and as most things are. As most things are, exactly. But it's what it does is if you think about desire as a level, as kind of a boiling kettle, I don't know if you've ever boiled like pasta or something and you yeah. don't blow the steam off or you don't do it right, it just keeps bubbling up until you... And so every time you turn that phone on, that those bubbles go down just a little bit, but then mm -hmm. it kind of rises. Oh, yeah. And then we are, we as Christians, we have freedom. And we as people, and especially Western Americans, have freedom. But the freedom that we have is vastly different yeah. than what the culture believes is freedom. Right. Because that's freedom to love and divorce mm -hmm. and to do this, that, and the other with whatever your body. And again, we're not teetotalers. Yeah. But what I'm the the kind of the point I'm trying to get at here is that with that freedom, we need to do something with it. Right. And that's kind of the practical things. I love the the way Comer says later on, he, t he starts talking about what freedom actually looks like. Mm -hmm. Biblically, yes, but also as just a good human being. Yeah. And freedom itself. So the freedom to love, the actual kind of way uh, to express that freedom to love is to go and love your neighbor. It's almost like the, he, he calls it like the anti something. I forgot where it was. Uh, stay free, don't be... Translation, just because you're no longer under the messianic or mosaic con or co covenant, excuse me, don't abuse your newfound freedom in Jesus. Don't give in to your disordered desires. Instead, give yourself over to the relational constraints of the world. Yeah. For Paul, the opposite of the phrase, indulge your flesh. So give in to your desires, give in to whatever. The opposite of that is to love your neighbor. Mm. Because in our culture, we often confuse love with lust or more broadly, love with with desire. When I say I love chocolate cake, what yeah. we mean is I want to eat it, indulge in it, consume it. And I have actually, after I read this book, I've found myself anytime I say, Mick, I love that. Mm -hmm. I have been trying to temper that to the yeah. things that I actually love. My yeah. wife, my kids, my family, God, Jesus, the, the Bible, like the things that actually matter. Right. So where I was going with all that is there are a couple of practical steps he outlines in here, fasting and confession. Yeah. And I think those are very, very handy tools in the tool belt, but I think there are more than just fasting and confession mm. to really bring us back into a state of, I don't want to say rejecting the flesh because that makes it sound like I'm a desert nomad and I'm going to no, go I like whip myself. There's, there's something because he talks about it too, but like to crucify our flesh yeah. means to crucify our desires. Right. Um, and like, so it's so funny. I mean, when I read this, it's so much more about death then I, th and not like death in like a dark Gothic way, but like we have to put to death, uh, we have the freedom to crucify, to put to death these desires, mm. to do what God is calling us to do. Mm. And like, to me, that's like such a next level of viewing all of this stuff. You know, like we are, we are mm. not going to be able to live for God if we do not die to the th to these disordered desires mm -hmm. or have these disordered desires die. Um, and you know, it's funny. Like I wrote that song called freedom. Yeah. Um, and like, it's, I'm, I still to this day am like unpacking. I feel like for us in modern 21st century, Western American, like modern post modern, whatever post Christian society, freedom is such a loaded word that like it is so watered down when we think about what freedom is mm. or so diluted. Like we think freedom is like, Oh, I'm not going to let anybody don't tread on me. You know, that kind of thing. Yep. Um, or like, I'm not going to let some other higher power government or else like tell me what to do. Like I'm my own God kind of thing. And like, that is so backwards yep. 
from what the actual freedom in Christ looks like. Right. Uh, and in fact, freedom in Christ looks like death. <laughs> right. Death to self. Yeah. Yes. And like, and that's where you find life. Like those are the words Jesus said, you know, like, yes. gosh, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, Paul talks about it with, we keep in step with the spirit. We walk with the spirit. We crucify mm-hmm. our flesh so that we can keep in, keep in touch with what the spirit is teaching us to do. And if you're a Christian, you understand that innately because that's what the call of, the, of Jesus has had on your life. Right. If you're not a Christian and you're listening to this podcast, first of all, awesome. Thank you so much for, for joining in. Uh, yeah. Like you <laughs> made it through rambling, incoherent ramblings of, of weird guys. But second of all, you, we all kind of are under the auspices of God, whether we know it or not. And you, you hit on it best. We're, seeking to be known. Yeah. We're seeking to be known by something. And that's why there's this kind of this cultural movement right now of, well, authenticity means people know me and people see me. And it's like, well, yes, but let's take it literally. Like you have right. a creator mm-hmm. who knows you better than anybody yep. else. And we can get into all the specifics about it and all those other things. But at the very core of it, the practice of making yourself known to the Lord each and every day, moment by moment is has far reaching impacts into all of your relationships, all the way you spend your money, the way you spend your time, the way you talk, the way you dress, the way you do everything. And it's the way to combat the lies of the devil by seeking to be known by the good, not the evil. Yeah. And that's tough. Yeah. Well, and and you, you mentioned it a little bit. I know we have to wrap up here, Yep. but like, how do we combat the flesh? And it's by confession and fasting. Yep. And one just quick thing on fasting. I was reading in John Tyson's book, who John Mark Comer and John Tyson friends, um, you know, they do stuff bros, together. Homies. They're bros. Uh, but in his book, The Beautiful Resistance, he talks about how much we are ruled by our stomach. Hmm. Um, and like, I started to think, and so he was talking about fasting and how like that needs to be something we engage in literally. Like you can fast from social media, you can fast from entertainment, whatever. Like all that I'm sure is good. Yep. But we are ruled by the food that we put inside our stomachs. Um, and like, I, I started to think about it more and more and how much of my, how much of my life is ruled or, or it's like centered and begun at how am I going to get the next meal? How am I going to fill up my stomach? You know? Um, and so using, it's almost like fasting is, is this incredible weapon we can use to also combat the devil as well. Um, and like that, I don't know. That amps me up a little bit. And like to know going into this because I don't know. I mean, I know you do intermittent fasting every once in a while, but like to do a like fasting for very spiritual reasons, yep. like the second you do it is the most hungry you will ever be. 100%. Like it, that's true. <laughs> and it's like every time I try to do it, it's like crap. Well, I wouldn't am I going to eat next? And like normally I would never think about that. Yep. You know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Like I'm going to eat what I want to eat. Yep. Um, but now when the minute you put a limit on it, your body starts to freak out a little bit. Um, and you know, you, you start freedom. You start to begin to become self-aware of yep. how much you are actually ruled by like these shallow desires. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, we need to wrap up here. I don't know what we accomplished other than we got through kind of the middle section here yeah. because there is, uh, Justin, we didn't even, t- I'm so sorry. Gosh, darn it, Justin. <laughs> what are your desires, Justin? Um, <laughs> I was, I was at the first that. part of the show. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, gosh, darn it. We're the link here between the devil 
and the world is a thick one. And our next conversation that we have on this is going to be way, I think it's deeper and I think it's a little more sad. Um, yeah, because I got, I got emotionally well, wrecked. We begin to see the fruit of what the devil and what the flesh, right. when we begin to embrace it, you get, begin to see the fruit as opposed to the fruit of the spirit. Right. You get the anti fruit of the spirit. Well, and that, and I'm also reading a book again, given to me by Steve. Thanks, Steve. A book called iGen and it was written a couple of years ago, oh, but yeah. it's about Gen Z. It's by this, um, um, professor, her name's Jean Twenge. I think that's how you pronounce her last name. Anyway, she's talking about Gen Z and all the characteristics and how basically it's, she's not a Christian, but she writes a book on mm. the generation and what the it's a real observational thing. And yeah. then the, the second part of it is how can we cope with that? How do we react to that? How do we really help these people grow up to be well adjusted adults? And that in and of itself is a misnomer because I, some of the stuff I look at and I read it and I go like, man, that is a disordered desire from way back. Yeah. That is a disordered desire, not from your generation, but from my generation, but also instilled by my parents' generation, oh, yeah. but also instilled it's by the generation. It's just working itself from the fall. Yeah. And, and you don't, I believe in entropy because it's, you know, it's one of the, yeah. one of the laws of thermodynamics, mm -hmm. but, but there is this, an entropic War, uh, view an entropic feel to what's happening all around us and that might be the i'm just kind of working out the fact that i'm getting older right here on camera <laughs> but i think there's there's also something to that i mean i definitely think that it's it, it it's a, it's probably complex and all that stuff sure to each other sure but yeah i mean it almost feels like the way of jesus is to push back entropy right um and is to like an, so by entropy we mean like basically the cooling of the universe and like, things are ever expanding outwards yeah basically the death of the universe right um which <laughs> a pretty metal thing to say <laughs> you got blood dripping uh, from you right now but you know like uh to 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 walk in the way of jesus is to push back and is to create pockets of heat and of life yep um, among, that's good. among the death of the universe. That's real good. I appreciate that. So yeah, that's going to be our next conversation. Um, next time we really, really appreciate you being here. We really appreciate the time and the care and the effort that you take to even come listen to us. Um, and I ask one quick little thing as we end up the episode, just share this with one person. It's okay. doesn't have to be on your timeline or anything. Um, Text just, it to somebody. Yeah, absolutely. Like we, these links are easy. Um, go to bayhope.com. We're right there on the homepage along with a couple of our podcasts and things like that. Um, and this is kind of a, I, I say plea, but we're kind of getting to the end of the year and we think that we have um, a, kind of a handle on the holiday season. And then the holiday season ends up being very entropic for a lot of people. Mm. And so it's, it's true. Uh, so to give people a little bit of a grounding, just start sharing the word of Bay Hope Church to be proactive. Yeah, yeah, and be the active resistance. You like what I did there? Ooh, the beautiful yeah, resistance. Can yeah. we say that? Oh yeah. I'm not allowed to say that. There you are. Anyway, TM. yeah, that's true. Hey guys, thanks so much for joining us. Next week you're going to hear a lot more. Next time you'll hear a lot more from Justin. Uh, <laughs> totally bypassed him in this one, and I apologize, Justin. This is no, me. you're good. This is you're my good. Culpa right live I took on over air. the beginning, so I know you, yeah, you were just you getting go. me back. <laughs> we, everybody in the comments, tell us how much you love Justin. Hey, we love you as well. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Hey, thanks for tuning in to Bay Hope TV. Be sure to like and share these videos with your friends as it really does help this channel out. And be sure to subscribe for more Bay Hope TV content. As always, thanks for watching.